Welcome to the Savannah Irish Festival podcast. Being Irish in Savannah is more than just luck. It's woven into the fabric of this magical city. It's more than just a celebration. It's culture and community. Now sit back, enjoy the crack, and be sure to follow along all season at savannahirishfest.com. Well, welcome back to the Savannah Irish Festival podcast, episode four. Today, we are at O'Connell's on Drayton Street. I am Tara, and I am your host. Uh, To my left, we have... Walt Harper. I am the entertainment director for the Savannah Irish Festival. Dirk Hardison. I'm the bartender here at O'Connell's. And I am Dan O'Connell, present owner of this fine establishment. Awesome. Thank you guys for being here today. O'Connell's is truly the most authentic pub and only Irish pub in Savannah, Georgia. It is tiny and it is precious. And when you walk in, you feel like you have gone back to Ireland. So what better place than O'Connell's to do a whiskey tasting, which is what we're going to be doing today. But before we get into the fun stuff, let's touch on some history before we start sipping some um, some whiskeys, okay? Dano, um, give us a little bit of history of the pub and the ownership uh, and all that kind of good stuff. Well, Malcolm O'Connell in 1992, when he retired from the 117th Air Guard, um, he decided he would open up the pub. And we were on East Broad Street until 1998 when we moved. But we had a full restaurant, um, which we do not have anymore. We're just we focus on the pub and not the food. And it kind of suits us better without having to deal with all that. So from 98 until 2013, we got open over here on 42 Drayton Street. And so we've been over here for, it's been 13 years now over in this this little location. And we like it. It's small, it's tiny, and it's homey, and it's it has a character. Every pub we've done has, you know, become its own thing, its own animal. And... Uh, it's fun to watch them become, you know, what they're going to become. And you um, are Irish. Your grandfather was from Ireland, correct? Grandpa Pat was from County Cork. Very good. A little town called Kenturk. It's in North North County. Awesome. So yesterday when the GAA played, mm-hmm. who were you rooting for? Well, one of our sponsors for the GAA is Sullivan's, which is based out of Kilkenny. Michael, what is Michael? Michael Mead. Mead. Michael Mead. Yeah. All right. So Michael gave me a Kilkenny jersey, which is the bane of apparently everyone. I don't much really care for, you know, Kilkenny. I'm more of a Cork man or a Clare man myself. And since Clare didn't make it and Kilkenny beat them the last Sunday for the, in the semifinals, um, it went to the All-Ireland Finals, which was Kilkenny and Limerick. And I mentioned that just because in our last two episodes, um, we had the GAA on, and I'm saying that just to kind of circle it back to where everything in Savannah that's Irish is kind of interconnected in some way. So yesterday you hosted the Savannah GAA in O'Connell's, um, and you watched the final. Um, so in addition to being their preferred drinking hole, uh, you also have a military unit that comes in here uh, for their reunions. The Ranger Battalion, yes. The Ranger Battalion, yes. yes. So. Um, this little Irish pub, they support locally owned, they support Irish, and they support our military, the three trifectas of Savannah. And our ancient order of Hibernians we have here. We've, we, we've hosted for, since 1992, we've had meetings, you know, with O'Connell's. Yeah. That's true. It goes back that far. That's true, because Walter here is um, an AOH member and has been since, I don't know, God was a child. <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's been a while so anyway um thank you for sharing that um let's just get into it so we're here and we're going to do some whiskey tastings and we're going to try to keep it as professional as we can but we're drinking whiskey so don't expect a lot um let's talk about a little bit i'm gonna let walt and and dirk and dano kind of talk about the difference between the whiskeys, I'm not going to get into it because I'm going to tell you um, that some taste like a basic bitch and others um, <laughs> oh taste amazing. Goodness. So I'm not the one to ask. So 
Walt? Since we're getting ready to talk, uh, to drink some Irish whiskey, uh, it's like, what is the differences between scotch and whiskey? Well, scotch and whiskey are basically the same. Scotch is more of a peat, has more of a peat taste to it, but they're basically, they're made exactly the same. They're pot stilled, uh, tripled, uh, distilled. You can get um, uh, Irish whiskeys in single malt, single grain, and those are a little bit more expensive than just the uh, regular ones. It's like wine. You know, you've, you've, you've got your, your, your regular Irish whiskeys, and then you've got your regular wines, but uh, uh, you do have some upper class of those. And the more that you distill it, the purer that it gets and the smoother that it gets. And just like wine, you, uh, it's aged in um, either oak barrels, uh, sherry barrels. It's just whatever the taste is that you want to get out of the uh, um, whiskey. And they're spelled different. Yes, and they're spelled different. One is with an E and one is not. So the way I remember it is the E is uh, Aaron, and that's the Irish whiskey. Without the E, it's uh, Scotch. So Scottish couldn't be not that I have anything against Scotch, but uh, uh, (laughs) this is an Irish podcast. Yes, yes, I know, but uh, uh, not that there's anything bad about Scotch. But uh, we are here to taste some good Irish whiskeys. So, Dirk, you got anything you want to add? Probably the biggest question I get is. What's the difference between Irish whiskey and bourbon? Uh, bourbon has to be made in America, not necessarily in Kentucky like most people think, just in America, and it has to be made in a certain way. Um, and is made primarily, the biggest difference is primarily of corn, mm-hmm. at least 70%, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, that'll make it uh, much sweeter, uh, but also a little bit harsher than uh, Irish whiskey. Irish whiskey is made primarily from malted barley uh, with some other grains thrown in. But um, that's generally the big difference. And for me, uh, what they're made of makes a huge difference because uh, I can't, I'm not allowed to have much in the way of of, uh, carbs. And uh, Irish whiskey does not have anywhere near the carbs that bourbon has. So if you have difficulties with that in your diet, uh, the uh, Scotch and uh, Irish whiskey are much more beneficial. So Irish whiskey is normally triple distilled. Um, probably the closest friend you'll find to Irish whiskey is a Canadian whiskey. So if you find yourself drinking Irish whiskey, you can drink. A lot of people don't drink Scotch, or they've never found a flavor for it, you know, or a palate for it, and they don't understand it. You know the complexity of the of it. But you can drink Irish whiskey pretty easily. And the same as, and I'm personally, I'm not a bourbon or American whiskey drinker because I do have aversion to sugar and I do feel it's very sugary and I don't, you know, I won't even drink a Budweiser because I, I feel like it's too much sugar in it. Sure. You know, I I don't drink American bourbon just because I don't like it. I prefer the, um, the whiskey. Um, and I, guys, I'm, I'm just on a Jameson girl. Um, I'm not, but you know, it looks like we're going to be doing that here on the show in just a minute. So we're getting ready to try the Fighting 69, which is a relatively new-ish whiskey, and it's got some really cool history. Um, Walt, do you, or Dano, or Dirk, what, do you remember the history on the Fighting 69? The unit itself was, is a, um, was relatively of Irish origins. Uh, it was formed in the, um, early 1840s uh, and it was interesting because the the unit was formed in order to train these Irishmen to go back to Ireland and to fight the English and then the Civil War broke out they fought in several uh, uh, battles during the Civil War they were actually from the north, so this is New uh, York, they yes. were on the um, uh, on the Union side, but um, and they won several battles, and uh, they also fought in World War One, World War Two, uh, Desert Storm, Iraq, uh, and uh, they have been uh, they they have fought in five different uh, campaigns. Their 
their unit colors were given the distinction that they could add, I think it was seven or eight inches to their uh, uh, flagpole to accommodate all the campaigns and the ribbons that the unit uh, has, has won over its 150 year uh, history. So, um, and then a dollar from every bottle sold goes to the Fighting 69th uh, Heritage Museum. And uh, they keep that alive with that. And actually the New York Parade is uh, started by a shot of Fighting 69th Irish Whiskey. And Dana, you actually got your own label here with the Fighting 69, right? Yes, we've been given the opportunity for the past two years and we're allowed to choose from it's about six different options and they bring it to us and we go through it and we figure out which one we like that, you know, the one we want to name for our own. Um, so last year we just did a, a General O'Connell's bottle label, but um, this year since my father has passed away we're coming up right here on a year on july 31st um, we decided to make a malcolm's tribute bottle and they're they're all gone <laughs> pretty much i think i have two left that i'm saving for you know special sure. birthdays and things like that so sure. so but awesome. yeah it's it's fantastic it's a fantastic product and you know the fighting 69th they do lead the parade in new york city they're the first ones to step off awesome yes well, should we have a drink? Oh, no, Dirk wants oh. to say something. Yeah, I believe this is the only whiskey named after an active military unit. I think it you're is. right on yeah. that, yeah. yes. Well, let's raise a glass to Malcolm. Oh, that's nice. Cheers. See, that's smooth. So we had, you know, we had six to choose from, and then we, we went through them, and this is the one we chose. Mm. What I, I like, like about this is it's very smooth. And it's also got a kind of a hint of sweetness to it. And I think that comes from being aged in the sherry barrels. Yes. Uh, which really helps bring out a lot of the uh, nuances of it. And uh, it uh, finishes with probably, uh, I tasted a little bit of vanilla notes in there. Yes. You got to finish drinking it. Boss. I got to finish drinking my drink. Just slow down. <laughs> slow down. I got to savor it. So, and not only to Malcolm, but this is to another friend of mine uh, that passed away just recently. And he actually served in the uh, uh, Fighting 69th. So. Cheers. Cheers. To Grizz. To Grizz. To Grizz. Yes. Awesome. We missed, missed, missed. He will be missed. And I like that whiskey just because it's smooth. It's not a harsh um, aftertaste like some mm -hmm. of them is. Um, and it's actually uh, uh, made in Ireland, and it is uh, um, aged in Ireland as well. So it is, even though it's an American, uh, kind of an American product, it's still an Irish whiskey. So we've just been poured the Irishman. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. That one is distilled in County Clare. Is that right? Up the banner. I believe. I believe it is. Yeah, I think it is, and it's a small batch, and it's it's a very small distillery. Um, back in the day when I ran Kevin Berry's a million years ago, that was our well whiskey, and at one time we actually sold. More Irishman whiskey than anyone else in the United States. So it's it's a pretty good whiskey. So do you have does anybody have any notes or comments or Dana is like meh? <laughs> it's it's a good seller. You know? It is. It's, it's it's nice for the price point. For years, our our to go Irish whiskey was Bushmills, mm -hmm. and we ran with that for almost ten years. And they decided to think we they might not need our help anymore, I guess. And so we've moved to Patty's is now our 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 quick pour. And so other whiskeys are gaining momentum and the price point on Irish whiskeys are over the past couple of years is it's not shocking or you know, you used to hear about scotches, you know, mm -hmm. starting at, 
you know, $25 to $30, $35. And people were getting used to scotch being that kind of price point. And now we have Irish whiskeys. I think the, Dirk, what is our highest bottle? That's Redbreast 21 at uh, $86. $86 for a pour. So it's... It is delicious. I have had... My brother owns a bar in North Carolina, and he brought the Redbreast 21 down for Thanksgiving one year. Y'all, it went down like water, and we definitely had the entire bottle over Thanksgiving Day. So did he take any back with him? No, okay. he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's delicious. So anyway, here's to the Irishman. Salancha. Yes. Cheers. Clink the glasses for effect. See, to me, that one goes down very smooth, too. It doesn't have that afterbite. A lot of women in general, and I'm not speaking for all women, uh, they, they're not big whiskey drinkers because of that bite. Um, and whereas I do like to partake in the whiskey, I do not like harsh whiskey. Like Connemara is a good one. You know, to me, it's very peaty at the end. Mm, very, um, very smoky. And to me, that's too much. Um, but these so far have gone down very smoothly. I think we're going to do patties next. Is that right, Dirk? What can we say about patties while we're getting served and Walt finishes his drink? <laughs> well, you know, patties wasn't always available in America. It's only been, what, about 10 years now that it's been available. Very recently. Yeah, to come in. And, Relatively uh, speaking. And... You know, the people from Cork, you know, would revere patties as, you know, this is what we drink. And well, when you go to Ireland, that, it's one of the first things that you see. Right. So, so that was uh, the first thing to come back powers. through duty free. Yeah. You know, that bottle. If you had a bottle of patties come back through duty free, that was the prize, you know, yeah. to have at your bar, even though you weren't it technically allowed to. Cork. It is still in Cork. So. Dana's favorite county. I always used to get a teased for drinking patties because they said it was an old man whiskey. <laughs> so I've sort of grown into it over the years. You know, patties wasn't originally called patties. It was, you know, the cork distillers. It was their Irish whiskey. And they had a, a rep that would go mm -hmm. around and he would buy whiskey for the gentlemen in the bars, in the pubs, you know. And you know, here comes Patty. That was his name. And they always knew when he walked in the door, everybody was everybody's going to get something, mm -hmm. you know? And so it just evolved into patties. It's a good whiskey. There was, um, again, a hundred years ago when I ran Kevin Berry's, we had a customer come in about every six months because he owns a tour company in Wexford, Ireland. And again, this goes back to how everything's intertwined in Savannah and sometimes in Ireland. Um, but Larry, he has a tour company. It's a golf company, uh, Club Toys Ireland. He had come in a couple of times and I had helped him with just getting to know like people like Joe Marinelli at Visit Savannah and just kind of introduced him. And then six months later, he comes back with like the largest bottle of patties I've ever seen. Okay. Uh, I was like, how does it expire? Is there an expiration date? Because it's going to take me 15 years to drink it. Well, it didn't take that long, but it took a while. But anyway, here's to Larry and, the gift and here's to patties and cheers. All right. So on the nose, I get we can uh, do that too. some some uh, nuttiness and uh, a little bit of some spices and um, some vanilla. It's very good. It tastes kind of like Christmas in a glass. Yeah. So taste it and tell me what you guys uh, taste whenever you uh, taste it. I think Dan has already taken his shot. <laughs> hey, they'll be wheeling us out in a dolly um i i agree i think there's some vanilla and some nutmeg and yeah. some spice but it's very very smooth it's not yeah and it's harsh. got a little bit of a woody taste to it yeah. whenever you're tasting it but i think that's where it was aged in the uh uh barrels uh you get a little bit of that as well and then whenever you finish it off when it goes down the palate you know, uh, it's very, very mellow and uh, it kind of mellows itself out as as you're drinking it. So and for some reason, the pores are getting a lot uh, 
taller for some reason. <laughs> Maybe it's me, but go ahead, Dirk. I mean, I mean, we're not I'm fine complaining. With that. I'm we're fine not with complaining. That, so it, it's a great way to spend a Monday evening. You know, we're in O'Connell's. We're with friends. Um, we're talking about Irish whiskey. We're talking about our Irish community. Why don't we take a brief break and and talk about St. Patrick's Day? So, what process and what does it take to get you guys ready for St. Patrick's Day? I feel like St. Patrick's Day for us is, it's like producing a television show. <laughs> you know, you have yeah. to have all your actors in place. You have to have everything here ready, accessible, money, product, um, workers, door, you know, toilet paper. I mean, it just, it's on. It's a mm -hmm. huge production and it takes a good month to put it together in to be prepared and once it comes it lasts about a week and when it's done we're happy it's over <laughs> and then we hold our breath till next year you, you guys work the, your day starts at what time during uh, that time st patrick's day we get up we're well not necessarily st patrick's day itself but the week. In the week leading yeah. up to it and then a couple of days yeah, we can go till three o'clock in the morning so as, as soon as we get right. open and yeah we are open and running wide open for about a week yeah, yeah. Um, and on certain nights or d days of the week when uh saint patrick's day falls on a thursday or a weekend um i know that you have a cot in the basement oh yes and that you have spent the night down here so <laughs> i have, I have lived here crazy to try to leave and come back yeah well because we're the irish pub and you know when it used to be you know kevin barry's on river street and us what was happening and everybody else in town was getting ready for St. Patrick's Day. We were already on fire because everybody coming from Dublin, all the police and the, the guys coming from New York and Chicago and all the pipes and drums, they were all getting in town early. Like and a so, week early. A week early. And yeah. so this party had already started. It was already on fire by, mm -hmm. you know, two days before St. Three days, four days before, you know, and you know, and other, your your pub is very reminiscent of pubs that are all over <coughs> Ireland. Sure. Uh, just the small uh, kind of country type pubs. Exactly. Uh, yours is very similar to that, and I think a lot of the uh, the uh, people that come over from Ireland appreciate that, and they come in here and they feel like they're home. Mm -hmm. Yes. So they do. I mean, there's been plenty of time. Dark has seen me in here. And just a few weeks ago, I was in here um, with a mutual with a lady from California that is friends with my friend from South Africa. It's a very long story, but anyway, we were sitting here, and there were two people came in who were living in New York, but they were from Galway, and they loved the pub. So there's there's that whole thing about the Irish pub that brings people together. Um, I am not Irish, if you cannot tell from my accent. I am from the South, but it kind of carries over because anytime I travel, you know, whether it's over in Europe or, or down in Texas or California or New York, I go to the Irish pub because one, I feel safe as a woman, which is very important. And I always feel safe here. Um, but that's where you go to learn about the city. People are always very friendly and they're talking to you. And I think that O'Connell's definitely carries that over. Um, People want to know where the Irish pub is. It's on Drayton Street. That's where it's at. But yeah, like like you were saying, like back in the day, man, we used to start. And like you said, like where other people would start getting ready, like they're waiting around for yeah, the crowds to like come. March the first, y'all. Yeah, we on, on top of it. We were already. <laughs> we had a plan. Like you had to have a plan. You had your workers come in. There's driving directions. You get them a place to park. You have a place to sleep. You have the menu ready. Everything's printed. And by March 1st, while everybody else starting to get ready, we're ready and we're in it. <laughs> well, like so much, like, you know, we call it the Irish season. It starts yeah. in February. You right. Know, and it starts every weekend. And, it, you know, we're rolling towards the big day. Sure. But it starts and it in February. Every day. Yes. It builds. Every day it builds up. And then it it's just like explodes like a day before, two days before. And then a day afterwards, and then it just like totally drops off. I'm gonna do a service announcement for Dirk. 
please have your ID ready to be shown. <laughs> if you do not have a valid ID or a passport, please do not give Dirk a hard time when he asks. Dirk is only following the law and he does not want to have his privileges revoked from pouring you a drink. You're welcome. <laughs> Why should we drink next? What you got there, Dirk? Got the Jameson. Oh, good. Just regular Jameson? Just regular Jameson. Okay. I notice that your pores get very small in your in your glass, Dirk. And I see that Walt's. Oh, he's got to work tonight. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody knows Jameson. Don't get me wrong. I don't hate Jameson. It's just not my favorite. Um, and I'm sure, Dirk, you can kind of attest to this. Jameson is pretty much what everybody comes in here and orders when they want to do a shot. Oh, absolutely. That's Savannah is a Jameson town. <laughs> and I yeah. loved Jameson until I got here and Dano uh, introduced me to other Irish whiskeys. Yes. And then I don't view Jameson quite as on the hill as I used yeah. to. So, yeah. Well, Jameson is, is a good Irish whiskey. They just had very good marketing. Mm -hmm. And because uh, when anybody mentions Irish whiskey, the first thing that comes to their mind is Jameson. And that is the that's that's why that they're so good or that they are so uh, prominent is because of their marketing. Genius. And, uh, um, it's it's interesting because uh, Jameson started out with just the regular Jameson. And now they have several different uh, versions of it. They've got the original, they've got the black barrel, uh, they've got the 12 year old, they got 18 year old. And now they also have uh, the cast baits, uh, which is blended or which is uh, 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 aged in uh, stout barrels and in uh, IPA barrels. So it gets a little bit of that of that flavor in there and one that I have not tried and I don't even know if I'm going to even think about trying it, but that's Jameson orange. I've had that actually. You have you? I, I, but you know what? Here's the thing. I would mm. never just do it as a shot. I actually like, what did I have last time in Sprite? Sprite orange yeah. and Sprite. Yeah. Um, I would maybe do it as a shot, but I mean, like, listen, that's for your beginners. All right. Yeah. This is for, your sorority girls that's never taken a shot before because they've just turned 21, but they want to play like a big girl. Yeah. That's your, that's your and shot. And then the Jameson Cold Brew. I think that one is good because it goes good with the uh, Irish coffees. It it really gives it a lot more flavor, I think. And they've actually got uh, some new uh, uh, items that have come out. One is, uh, and they are on the, they're in cans. And they're to take to go, and they are Jameson ginger and lime in a can, just like you would get with a normal um, Jameson and ginger. They've got Jameson and cola in a can, and they've got Jimmy, uh, they've got Jameson and lemonade in a can now. So you can take it to go, like in Savannah, you can't walk around with a bottle, but uh, you know you can uh, uh, walk around with a, a cup with this in there so um i and it's really easy if you're don't want to take all the mixers and stuff with you you got your jameson ginger jameson cola i don't know who would drink jameson and cola but you know but they've got it so um and jameson and lemonade i'd have to try that to make an opinion on it well if malcolm o'connell was here you'd be out on your ear <laughs> he would not mix i love malcolm he would not mix a whiskey and a cola in the same glass. He would make you do it yourself in front of everybody. And he would make a stink out of it. <laughs> there would be an audience if you were going to do it. So what do we have here? We have just the regular just, just Jameson. Plain old Jameson. Plain old Jameson. Ready to do this? Okay. Well, you do get some fragrancy out of there. It's kind of peppery as well. And, uh, uh, so let's see what it tastes like. <laughs> Dano, the face was beautiful. And you do get that spiciness and that nuttiness on there, on the taste of it. And But it does have a kind of a fairly smooth finish on it. No, it does not. Well, <laughs> yeah, it kind of <laughs> does. 
It does not. Okay. Well, that's your opinion. It Just is. a cautionary <laughs> note about there's a tendency recently of people trying to give cool nicknames to old liquors. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jameson went from Jameson to JMO. And recently they've tried to order it as Jim or Jimmy, which is a problem because there's already a very popular yeah. bourbon out there called Jim, Jim Beam. Jim Beam, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, I've heard people no, call no it Jamie. And, and no one's very big on re-pouring a drink no. after it's been ordered. So if you order it incorrectly, you're going to pay for the drink, <laughs> and then you'll get your right one, okay? Exactly. Um, so you mentioned, um, while Dirk pours the next one, you had mentioned the Irish coffee. And a lot of people don't know this, but Dana, you can kind of talk about it. Um, the Irish coffee was not a Irish drink. It was actually, what was it, in California, wasn't it? Well, there's two different stories about where it comes from. The one I know is um, when you go through Shannon Airport, right through, you go through customs and you go through duty-free, there was a, a pub, your last pint pulled in country. There's a place called Sheridan's, which is a Scottish name. Supposedly they were the first mm. Irish coffee. But then I, I do hear stories about this one in California. So it's they can battle it out. They can what battle it out. I've always heard it was California. But listen, but the story I, I have heard. been wrong twice before. So and twice. I was right when? <laughs> one time, Walt. One time you've got it recorded. I got Let's it not recorded. rub it in. Okay. The story I heard was that uh, when the, uh, during World War II, when the Americans were over in Ireland, going from, uh, because whenever they came over, they came over from, from the New York area and then they uh, landed in Shannon and then left Ireland and went to the mainland of uh, Europe. Um, they got coffee, but they wanted some something to go with it and uh, to hide it, they just poured a little bit of Irish whiskey in it. Now, whether it was Jameson or whether it was some other Irish whiskey, Okay. They were able to kind of hide the, the whiskey side of it and act like they're drinking coffee. So, okay. And it kind of stuck after that. So, basically, what we've learned from this experiment is um, there are three different ways or three different stories of how the Irish coffee came about. So, pick whichever one you want to believe. That's right. You so choose. What are we going to taste next? The red breast? Right, red breast 12. 12 and not 21. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> 12 is good, too. 12 is great. I was in Ireland in, what was it, 2016? <sighs> Lord have mercy. The people that own the Irish Pub Company, I was out drinking with them, and they were giving me shots of red breast. Why would you give me shots of red breast? Mm. I don't know, but I did. I guess they didn't know any better. Well, they were, <laughs> well, I don't know. They were from Ireland. Anyway, shout out to John. Hey, John. <laughs> so, so, <clears throat> so this is pot-stilled. And uh, it's uh, made with uh, both malted and unmalted barley. And uh, so you get a lot of flavors in there. Uh, most of them are uh, kind of a nutty taste to it. I don't know that I've ever had it. Really? I'm serious. Damn it. It's expensive. That's uh, <laughs> true. This is the 20. So you're saying that you own an Irish pub. Yes. But yet you've never tried some of the other Irish whiskeys, the higher end stuff. That's expensive. You ever met cheap Irish, cheap <laughs> Irish you know? That's a Sounds Scottish to me, but you know. <laughs> yeah. They thought the Scottish were cheap. <laughs> no, the Irish are cheap too. Hmm. Did you ever hear the joke about, uh, about how wire was actually made? <laughs> it was two Scotsmen fighting over a penny. <laughs> This is good. I'm sipping it. Yeah, it's another level over mm -hmm. there. Yeah, this is a good sipping whiskey. <laughs> All it's right, delicious. so normally... If you add just a tad, a drop or two of water... It, it used to be red breast you would see at Christmas time. Or uh, a flavors. anniversary or something special. You know, you, yeah. you'd see the red breast, you know, come out and like, oh, something's, something's happening. Something special is happening. Yeah, it's, it's very good. Yeah. Very, very good. When I was in um, Wexford last year, I was at this little pub. They were selling Red Breast 21. And it was like, guess how much? It was only 
14 euros. What? Yeah, but I mean, it's made over there, you know, so you're not going to have the import expenses. Oh. So, y'all, I was drinking that stuff up. Wow. Because it was delicious. But if I remember the name, I'll let you know, but it was so good. So good. Okay. And what's different about this is it's aged in bourbon barrels, actually. And uh, it's got some uh, some seasoned American oak barrels that it uses, as well as the sherry barrels. It's so good. I like this whiskey. I got my brother onto it. And then he started drinking the 21 because he's on a whole different level. So what are we going to do next, Bert? Well, I was going to call you Bert. Bert. Well, <laughs> The whiskey has gone. I think you're getting cut off there, Tara. I think you're going to be cut off. You're not cutting me off. So the next time I come in here, I'm going to call him Bert. (laughs) Sorry. It's not the worst thing I've been called. That's true. It'll be a private joke. but Yeah, the next one's Glendalough. Glendalough. That's a little, that's not a little lake. It's a lake in um, County Wicklow. And Glendalough is actually Gaelic for the land of two lakes. So last year... When we were in Wexford with yes. GEA, you were also I was there, there. Mm-hmm. also with Chamber of Commerce and Visit Savannah. Mm-hmm. And to our surprise, when we were in Wexford, we went to the Dumbrody, the Dumbrody. famine, famine mm-hmm. ship and went through the whole experience. And as we're coming out of, you know, the tour and everything like that, we walk into this room and it is completely decorated as Savannah. Visit Savannah, yeah. And there's a huge television monitor running a looped video of Savannah, St. Patrick's Day, what's happening in Savannah. And we were just blown over. Mm -hmm. Like, what is this? How is this happening? Yeah, so. And our friend Shannon, who was playing with the GAA, she's like, I edited this video. She didn't, I didn't know where it went, not expecting to see it. In Wexford in Ireland, yeah. but you know, the Wexford Savannah connection is really growing. You know, the GSU campus that opened up in Wexford last year. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. So many opportunities for students to go and study. Study abroad. And, and, yes. Yeah. We're going to get um, Howard Keeley and Megan on um, an upcoming podcast to talk about that. And I want to get Joe Marinelli um, and I'm hoping the mayor to kind of talk about those connections and the growth. Um, the Dunbrody was amazing. And I think we touched on this a few episodes back about the Dunbrody. And the Dunbrody is the ship that carried the Irish, what's now is the fan Irish, over to Savannah. Yes. So when you take the tour on the boat, um, when you land, uh, you land in Savannah and you're given a pass, a boarding pass, which is your ticket. And you go through it and it says, you land in Savannah, which is very, very cool. So those connections are very, very strong, for sure. So. You wouldn't think, but it's 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 very much there, and it was quite neat, you know, to see it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a lot of fun. So, all right, tell, let's talk about Glendalough, the land of two lakes. Well, it does have kind of a sweet t- uh, smell to it. Now, Will this it- is the whiskey, correct, and not the pachin? Right. Okay. So the Puccine. Is my son and I right? I'm saying that correct. We're going to go with it. Puccine. Puccine. Yes. Is, you did good. Um, moonshine. Irish actually, moonshine. Yeah. It's yeah. actually Irish moonshine. Yeah. So the funny story that I dated from Wexford. I was over there one Christmas. And his dad pulled out this bottle from under the cabinet. And it's like just this old bottle. And I'm like, what is this? So is he says... Clear? It was clear. Yeah. And he goes, Terry, you've got your moonshine back in back in America, but have you ever tried this? And I was like, well, what is it? He goes, it's Pachin. Thank the Lord Jesus. I'm from Western North Carolina, and my granddaddy <laughs> used to run moonshine back in the day. Yep. So I grew up knowing what the stuff was like. Had I not have grown up with a taste of moonshine, I would have died. <laughs> that stuff was potent. But anyway, I took three shots with him, and... Um, Live to tell about it. My grandfather lived in West Virginia, and, uh, and the joke was that they piped the uh, sunshine in and the moonshine out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like that. So the, the Glendalough whiskey, it's 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 good. It's got a little bit of a sweet taste to it. It does. Yeah. It does. Is it people? This probably is I'm not a big seller here, is it? Well, it has a certain yeah. cachet because mm-hmm. yeah, people do ask for it. I think it's. 
Very and, good. And what's the price point on on the, the green spot? Oh, we're going into green spot? This is Glenn. Oh, oh, Glenn Lock. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, we're saving the best for And Walter for, is for nail cut off. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the price point on on the Glenn Lock? It's $12. Well, that's not too bad. That's still reasonable. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's very reasonable. That's not too bad. Oh, bottoms up. Cheers. Cheers. Slauncha. Slauncha. You know, we don't have much scotch here. We do have things for scotch drinkers, but, you know, we will focus on, what are we up to on the 44 Irish whiskeys available here? Yeah, on any given day. What we can what we can get in the state of Georgia, we have. We will, you know, we will carry. And that's kind of the biggest battle is trying to get, you know, distributors to carry. And, um, you know, we have friends up in Atlanta and we kind of keep in contact back and forth and we watch what's coming in mm -hmm. and we wait and as soon as it hits like chicago or new york you know we start dialing like when do we get it because you know atlanta's right behind you know absolutely as big biggest city as any other city and so once it hits america we start calling and we'll get it as fast as we can awesome and we do have some very nice peated irish whiskeys connemara is probably the most popular mm -hmm. And the <clears throat> two types of silky are also very popular. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, let's get into the green spot <clears throat> before I start slurring. <laughs> I think you're already there, Tara. I probably am. So while we're telling stories, too, while Dirk is pouring, um, here's another service announcement. If you're ever in Ireland, please, for the love of all things holy, do not walk in there and ask for a black and tan. Because you will find yourself cast out or thrown on the street. That would be like an Irish person coming to America and saying, hey, can I get a 9-11? <laughs> it's not okay. It's not good. Not okay. <laughs> Here at O'Connell's, they'll do one, but don't do it when you're overseas. The 9-11? No, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the black and tan. The black and tan. The black and tan. So we are... We are Wrapping it up here. Oh, are we going to do a, a Bailey's situation next? We're going to wrap it up with a Bailey's, but sure. we're going to do a green spot right this minute. <clears throat> this is a very good whiskey. Um, I think it's become popular in the last, what, 10 or 12 years? The greens or the spots? Oh, yes. Yeah. The spots, yes. You've got a green spot, a blue spot. Yellow spot. Yellow red spot. spot. And, and there's uh, a red spot out there. Right? There's a red. There's it's, the gold has come. It's not here. I think it's on the West Coast that made it to the West Coast for some reason, but we've never seen a gold spot. And a gold spot is what, 21? No, not necessarily. I don't know. I've never seen it other than a picture on the, on the hmm. interwebs. Yeah, I started drinking it, geez, maybe about 10 years ago. It's very good. I like it. I've never had the gold. I've never had the red. I've only had the yellow and the green. Isn't there a blue spot too? Or am I hmm. making that up? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the newest one. Yeah. That's the newest oh, one. look I mean, at that's that. That's the oldest one, isn't it? No, it's not. It's only eight years. Oh, okay. So what's the oldest? That's the red spot, and that's uh, 15 years. Okay. So now we've got the, um, what am I drinking, green spot? Yep. <laughs> Sorry. I... He's not doing full shots, guys. <laughs> this has reminded me of that. What was that? Drunken history. Yes, drunken history. <laughs> it's like, where is drunken this show going to go? <laughs> yeah, well, you never know. I mean, you know. So, um, do you, anybody else have anything to say about the green spot before we partake? It's lovely. It's lovely. Again, it is pot stilled. It's uh, pot stilled. So uh, the green spot is between seven and ten years old. Uh, so it's uh, it's also matured in. Uh, new bourbon barrels so you get a little bit of that smoky uh, charcoaly taste and then you also it's also got uh, sherry barrels uh, that it's uh, aged in so you get a little bit of that sweetness and that mellowness of the uh, sherry barrels well let's um let's partake in the um the goodness that is green Launching. spot Are you not going to cheers me? He said no. Here. Thank you. I was, I just got back. Well, it's been about two weeks now. 
And Guinness has a product called Rockshore. So they have Rockshore on tap. They make a cider. They make a lager. Mm. And it's quite nice. And one evening, as you get to your fill, if I have another beer, I'm just, I can't do it. But, so I'm, I'm, at the, I'm at the bar and I asked this girl behind the bar, I was like, can I just get a half cider, half lager? And she looked at me like I was an alien. She's like, what are you, what? And I'm like, what? It's easy peasy, you know. I don't know if she didn't know how to ring it up on the register or how to compartment, you know. You were just, it was just a half and half. I mean, I don't know if it's an American thing. You just blew her mind. You know, I mean, we do all kinds of half and halves of this and that and everything like that. But man, she just, what are you talking about? I think they're not used to pouring stuff like that over there because... Maybe the third or fourth time I went, I remember being in Dublin at this place called Darkie Kelly's. And I was like, I want a Jameson and Ginger. Now, this was back in my Jameson days. So mm. we're talking 10 years ago. And she looked at me like I had just grown a third eye. And she was like a Jameson and Ginger, like together. And I'm like, yeah, you pour the Jameson and the ginger ale. And she goes, why would you do that? <laughs> because it tastes good. So... Uh, they just don't mix. They're just like okay, Guinness. So or, when was the Jameson Ginger Ale market campaign that came up about what ten years ago? And it, they pushed it. And pushed they pushed it. it and yeah, it was fantastic. It worked, you know, great yeah. for them. So, but yeah, but she did. She was like, "What are you doing? Yeah. Don't do that." So, anyway, so um, in Ireland at the moment, still holding strong is gin. Gin is very popular. And very nice tonics, mm-hmm. and so you know you. And usually, Ireland makes some very good gins. They do. Gunpowder is delicious. Gunpowder gin, yeah. And I'm not a gin drinker, guys. I am not either. But I love gunpowder. As a matter of fact, I have a signature cocktail made with gunpowder, but I'm not going to share it, huh? Drum shambo. No. Yes. Yes. Gunpowder. Yes. Drum shambo. Oh, I don't speak, y'all. I've been drinking whiskey. <laughs> don't speak. Like, uh, that, that, is that English or Gaelic? It's the name of a place, Trumshembo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dirk's like got a picture of a jackalope on it. Uh, so, you know. Well, anyway, so. Anyway. So when are we going to get to the uh, five farms? I mean, I think I really like this bottle. Uh, it looks like an old-fashioned uh, milk. Milk, yeah. milk, milk jug. Yeah, and it's very interesting because... Yeah. Uh, it is the only Irish cream that is made with actual Irish whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the other ones are made from uh, vodka derivatives, but the uh, but it but this is made from uh, actual Irish whiskey, and so. it's actually made from out of from five farms in County Cork. Hence the name Five Farms. And the Irish whiskey that they use is actually from Cork. Cork. So So it is a Cork product, farm uh, uh, raised and it's sustainable. Is it like farm to table? I'm just kidding. Yes, yes it is. Yes it is. If you go to if if you go to their farm to bar. Yeah, well farm to bar, but if you go to the website it does say it's from farm to table. Awesome. Well, as you know, you know, the dairy products in Ireland are just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yes. The ice cream to the butters yes. to the creams. Yes. I love Kerrygold butter. Oh. Like, it's so good. I mean, you put cream in your hot tea. Yeah. And it, you wouldn't, it's just the way it's supposed to be, you know. It's gorgeous. Everything is wonderful. Dirk, pour us some, uh, some, some, some five farms some here. Some five farms here, yes. We'll to finish kind of up. finish us out here. Kind of an after-dinner drink. Exactly. After-drink drink. Yeah. And if you go to the website, there are several uh, recipes that you can make from this. And it is... Uh, or you just pour it over ice and just, just sip it. just pour it over ice and just drink it. Which is what I prefer to do. Um, so every podcast, do you get to drink? Or is this no, the first this is special. <laughs> We're going to do more of these, I think. <laughs> this was my idea. It was. It was your idea. Listen... All right, this is the second time, all right? Second time, and it's recorded. Listen carefully. It is not often that Walter has good ideas. But this one was spot on, sir. Cheers. Green spot on. 
green spot on. <laughs> Cheers, folks. It's delicious. It's like drinking milk. It's like drinking chocolate milk. It's so good. I mean, it's so good. So as we wrap up today, let's thank Dano again with O'Connell's Irish Pub for closing down for an hour or so while we recorded. Uh, let's thank Dirk for being our gracious host and bartender. And Walt for coming up with the idea. Yeah. <laughs> and Good of idea, course, yeah. D. Daniels Media for producing this and encouraging us to just go for it. And we are very excited to see what good things are coming to the Savannah Irish Festival. Again, we are having our festival on Saturday, February the 10th at Victory North up on Whitaker and Victory. We're having a ribbon cutting at Victory North on Wednesday, September the 6th. We are going to kind of divulge on that day um, who our, our singer is going to be, our featured band is going to be. Band, yes. um, we're going to be talking about vendors that are going to be coming. Um, we have a lot of good and exciting stuff coming. And if you're going to be here for St. Patrick's Day, remember your ID. Otherwise, Dirk is not going to serve you alcohol. It's the law. It's the law. Actually, if you come on a random Tuesday, you know, June, bring your bring your ID. Um, thank you so much for Dano for having us. And thank you for coming. We'll do this yeah, again. This is, this is good. Yeah. yeah, we'll do this again. Let, we'll do like, you know, vodkas and gins and such next time. Oh, good. And Dano, I do have to say that uh, even on St. Patrick's Day, it is relatively easy to get into the bar. Uh, I, I know that you have to card the people coming in, but it is relatively easy to get into this bar, even though it is a small bar. Uh, and it is very, very fun on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I've been in here several times during St. Patrick's Day, and uh, you'll never know what's going to happen. Well, we've been uh, doing it for 30 years, so yeah. I think we I think you got it hopefully now. figured it out. It, it does change yeah. every yeah. year, but we, you know, we, we get better every year. So. Yeah. Every year. And this year with the 200th anniversary. 200th parade, anniversary. It's going to be, um, it's going to be a busy one. Oh, it's going to be a It'll whopper. Be, it is. Yeah. And it's, it's on a Saturday like this year. So. It is. Saturday, yeah. March so, the 16th, because March. the bishop will not let us do it on the 17th. Yes. It's going to be a whale of a time it will. <laughs> that was a pretty good accent alright thank you guys again for coming today and we hope you enjoy thanks for listening to the Savannah Irish Festival podcast do us a favor and share this episode with a friend message us on Instagram at Savannah underscore Irish underscore festival big thanks to Victory North a fusion of history and modern elegance designed within the walls of a century old ice factory Victory North stands as a testament to the timeless beauty of Savannah. From sold-out concerts to intimate gatherings and grand celebrations, Victory North offers the perfect canvas for unforgettable occasions. The venue serves as a blank canvas, inviting clients to transform it into their dream space. So step into history and dream up your future. Find more details at VictoryNorthSavannah.com. That's VictoryNorthSavannah.com. Don't forget, events kick off September 6th with a ribbon cutting at Victory North. The Savannah Irish Festival will be Saturday, February 10th at Victory North with the official start to the Irish season in Savannah. And of course, the 2024 St. Patrick's Day Parade, Saturday, March 16th. The Savannah Irish Festival is made up of multiple Irish societies and organizations in the Savannah area. For a full list, go to savannahirishfest.com. That's savannahirishfest.com. And like Dory says, here in Savannah, St. Patrick's isn't just a day, it's a whole season. <laughs>